G'day and welcome to Oceanic Gaming Radio, your one-stop shop for uh, all things gaming, jamming. Uh, my name's Capo, El Capitano, Captain Perth. You can call me Liam, whatever you like. Uh, I'm one of the co-hosts here in this fine establishment. Uh, and alongside me is my dear friend, Grizzly Gaming 86 Hello, How my you, good friend? friends. Stay a while and listen. I'm good, Cap. What about yourself, mate? You going well? Yeah, doing excellently, mate. I'm sure that the listeners at home will be um, writing in angrily, asking where the other two seconds of our intro song was. Um, <laughs> and f- all I can say is, Pav fucked it. <laughs> hey, you know what? I will give this to Pav. Uh, we have nailed like the last five. The, fir- the, the first three were a little bit scratchy, but the last five nailed it, Pav. Yeah, you can't be perfect, mate. And I think this is just evidence of that. In I, life, it's, you know? I think I've proved well and truly I'm not perfect, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I think we all have at this stage. But Grizzo, what's been happening, mate? What's, uh, oh. what's your weekend? Look, what did it look like? What, tell me what's been happening. All right, well, I did mention to you off stream that I had some news that literally has come up in the last half an hour. So I'm going to drop it on you right now. I'm officially in isolation, mate. You got COVID. I don't have. Well, I could have COVID. I don't know okay. yet. So have you done a um, rat. I've done a rat, and I'm negative on the You're rat. Dirty rat. Um, yep. But essentially, we were with someone in very close proximity for a long period of time on oh. Friday night that has tested positive, and I am considered Bugger. close contact. So I'm gone into seven days lockdown. So no going to work for you tomorrow, Grizzly Gaming eighty six. I'll be. Staying at home with the kids and the wife and, and bunkering down. So so will you um, do a bit of a work from home sit show? or? Yeah, I need to figure out how to get my stuff. Um, either I'm going to convince someone to drop it down at the front of my house or they're going to pay a courier to drop it down. Yeah, so I think tomorrow oh, will, be a, will be a no work day and I'll probably maybe just play some Elden Ring. Oh, God, relax. you lucky bastard. <laughs> you lucky bastard. Oh, well, hopefully you're all good, dude. Like, um, I suppose it's one of those things where... It's circulating in the community now, and uh, you're probably going to get it. So that's right. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, things, we'll mate. see how we go, man. I think I think it takes a good couple of days for the symptoms to come on, so I'll be monitoring that pretty quick. I got a bunch of rats, so just going to be, uh, you know, doing those every morning. Wait, and, so did you say that you've you've ta- you used a rat yet? Yeah, I've done. I I um I did a rat on the weekend. I actually did a PCR on the weekend, dude. I isolated myself oh. because. We've had a couple of confirmed cases in at work as well. So yeah. I've actually just been literally like, you know, Neo from Matrix when he's just dodging the bullets. That's yeah. kind of been me so far, Cap. <laughs> so far. I, I actually took one this weekend as well. I felt a bit garbo on Sunday. Um, mm. And I was like, oh, man, I, I don't know. Maybe I should take a rat test. Um, and it came back negative. So what essentially happened is what happened to you last week was I had a <laughs> yeah. three-day hangover. And the third day, the second day was just like brutal. We went down and had a heap of beers at <clears throat> this boutique beer place down the road from me, which was really good. Um, nice. Had a smash burger and a heap of beers. And then, yeah. Oh, I know uh, the yeah. place you're talking about. Yeah. Wasn't no, it feeling wasn't. too good the next day? Let's yep. just say that. <laughs> yeah. A few too many back and beers. But yeah. So, well, Grizzo, fingers crossed, mate. I, um, I'm sure that, you know, you've um, put enough points into um, uh, Constitution. Uh, yeah. And I'm sure you'll be fine. What is it? The one, what, there's a couple, okay. Maybe this is a conversation for another time, but there's, Fucking too many stats in Elden Ring, Cap. I don't know what I'm mitigating against. There's like focus and 
fucking all these other ones that do yeah and there's so things. much overlap as well as like sometimes you put it up like put one particular stat up and then it it'll it puts something up and then yeah. next time it puts something a little bit different up and i'm like yeah. wait what? what is, is freaking going on anyway i'm gonna go <laughs> change my artifacts around a bit and figure out the best ones to uh keep covid away from me mate basically is what i'm gonna what yeah, i'm getting absolutely at? mate yeah. I've, I've got a few um a few talismans you can borrow mate i'm sure a couple talismans help. yeah yeah <laughs> But uh, speaking about Elden Ring, mate, uh, patch notes 1.03, my good friend. A brand new patch available right now. Came out about, what, last Friday or Thursday, I believe? Um, The 17th, whatever day that was. I think that would have been last Thursday. It was last Thursday, which is probably Friday for us, maybe. I don't know. Mm. Regardless, a big heap of changes. In fact, tell you what, Grizz, I've been... So I played Dark Souls 3 when it first came out, also did the same with Bloodborne. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is the biggest single patch drop I've seen in Souls history, I think. Absolutely, mate. Agree with you there. Yeah. huge massive so um they've done a shitload of changes and um i'm sure it's probably got something to do with the fact that they've sold 12 million co- copies of this game which we'll talk about mm-hmm. later um but i think um yeah a lot of balance um changes a lot of bug fixes um yeah. and some other bits and pieces so just to sort of give you guys a bit of a rough idea of what's been going on in the, in the lands between the lands betwixt uh in elden ring <laughs> uh major changes in the latest update so they've done a bunch of stuff so they break it down into three major sort of areas uh, yeah. additional elements added okay so added a function to record an icon and name of npc on the map when you encounter that npc now i know grizzo you're not fucking <laughs> stoked about this one well eh? i've been posting on my twitter about this probably about i reckon i've posted about this about four times and like just to give you context for, for those of you that are listening so there's been a bunch of memes we've talked about them here on this particular channel that essentially like ubisoft in the game where you you, your HUD becomes populated with crap and your map has like markers on it and quest markers and everything else. So just for the context, Elden Ring so far has done none of that to the point yeah. of where you, it's almost like you've got a paper opposite. map cap, isn't it? You find a paper Absolutely. map and that's what it is. It reminds me of those old like um, games back in the olden days on SNES and stuff and like the map maps and stuff would have been super bare bones and you, you would have, like remember you would get um, little booklets with your games and you'd have like mm. notes that you could write in the yeah. back of the booklet, you know, it's shit like yeah. that and it kind of, it it, it, it re-enlivens this, this nostalgic mm. kind of sense of um, exploration. But anyways, enough about that, continue on with... Um, yes, the so, so what they've done here, and, and I have looked into this a little bit more, so I was kind of wrong. I was under the impression that FromSoft were going to then mark every NPC character on the map. It turns out that they are marked when you're in a proximity of them, but I still don't think this is quite an cap because I got into a new area a couple of nights ago and I sat at a, at, a, at a resting spot and I hadn't been further down the track at all, yet the game was telling me there was an NPC up there, telling me the exact name of the NPC and I was yeah. just kind of like, well, like I wanted to go and explore and find that and maybe if yeah. I didn't find that NPC going through that time and I was going back through there and I found them a second time, then I'd be like, wow, I can't believe I missed that. I just felt yeah. like it's kind of like, I just hope 
that this isn't a sign of uh, handholdy things to come, or I don't know. Yeah, it's just I don't know. So apparently, this functionality was available in the closed network test. So obviously, it was intended. Yep. Um, but it seems like there's been a bunch of things that didn't get released correctly. Um, on release day for Elden Ring, including a bunch of NPCs and mm. different phasing with quests. So this particular map icon um, NPC thing, it was supposed to be shipped, um, but wasn't. Um, now, I, I definitely agree with you to some extent. I I do think that a game the size of Elden Ring, which, I mean, it, the mm. game is astronomically huge. Yeah. For someone like me who just wants to completionist the whole fucking thing, that is such a small little thing to help me achieve that in one playthrough mm. because I just can't see myself getting another hundred percent of playthrough in this game ever again. I mean, I'm already at over a hundred hours and I mean, I, I don't have another hundred hours to pull out of my ass to play this game again. So yeah. a little bit of help would be great. Um, but I definitely agree with you. I think the issue is obviously just like from a developer, what I had imagined how this works is if you're, in the vicinity of that NPC and they get loaded, um, their model gets loaded. Even if you don't directly see that character, I, I'm guessing that's how they trigger the, the map icon to get updated. Yeah. Um, now, the issue with that is, like you said, you kind of feel like you're being gypped a little bit because you kind of want to explore that yourself. So I'm surprised they didn't like set it so when you interact with them, whether it be, okay, so for example, it might be a nice NPC, talk to them, add the marker awesome i've physically spoken to this person right so Absolutely. i know they're there or yeah. you know if it's a bad nbc you know okay just mark it when they come into combat with me um mm. i don't know i just it, it does seem a little bit lazy i'm sure there's probably some development reason as to why they've done it this way um it would probably be a gigantic pain in the ass for every single npc to have its own trigger for where, how it gets the map yeah yeah, updated yeah. but um and it would be just be easier if as soon as they get loaded whack them on the map anyways it's kind of shit kind of good <laughs> for some people yeah it depends on who you're asking i can kind of see the benefits because i mean don't get me wrong i forget where my npcs are and yeah like the only way for you to know where the npcs are because you can mark them on the map you would literally need to go to a notepad and you would need to write shit down and have a list mm. of like the areas i don't know screenshots and stuff and yeah so I, I can see the advantage of having the npcs named once you've been in the area but yeah i think i think you're right in that maybe the implementation could have been thought about a little bit more well yeah. maybe the, maybe they'll patch it in in times to come after they maybe. see grizzly i'm, I'm sure that they will lovingly change this game around a little bit within with time um, I mean, again, they sold 12 million copies. There's no reason why they couldn't put an extra little bit of time into... I mean, hey, there's obviously going to be DLC content um, for this game oh, in the future. Yeah, baby. Um, I mean, there's yeah. already things in the game that you probably have come across that you've been like, what the fuck do you do here? And apparently there's, you, they, it's probably going to be in the future. So anyways, yeah. moving along, trying to get through this, um, this patch note. Um, they've added a bunch of NPCs and fixed a few phases. So some of the NPCs weren't phasing into the next parts of their quests. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just obviously some issue with um, flags in the game not flicking over or or whatever. Um, yep. So now they should um, they should actually continue their quest lines. And it has worked. So, for example, I noticed in my playthrough that I'd kind of gotten to a point where I was like, mm, how do I make this quest go forward? Um, yep. And then post-patch... 
I was able to progress some of these quests along. Um, again, Dad. I won't say too much because I don't want to really, um, you know, spoil anything. But um, yeah. So. And Dark Souls is interesting like that, Cap, because uh, particularly with quest phases, because the NPCs sometimes literally just disappear and will show yeah. up some, somewhere else. And they will yeah. give you no indication of where they're supposed to be or yeah. where, where they should be sometimes. It's left, left for you to kind of piece that together. So that's yeah. cool. Uh, the, the, I think the cool thing about that is, Grizz, and like it's probably going to be fucked for you because you pay no attention to story whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. But generally, if they give you items or like they talk about yeah. things or you like there's generally going to be some kind of little hint as to where they should be. All right. And it might be as small as like, Oh, there was um, an, a corpse that they were next to, and it dropped an item that had this yeah. thing. And the description said something about this area, and then the, you go there, and that's where they are next. It's shit like that that From Software does. And yeah, if you don't do that kind of shit, you have no fucking All right, idea. Just where talking they are. on that note, Cap, um, I will try to say this as least spoil spoilery as I can. But I did walk around with a particular debuff for around about five or six days after doing one particular thing in round table hold without knowing oh. that I could turn it off. Oh, Do you know, do you know oh. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Is that something? Does an NPC do it or something? Yeah, NPC does yeah. it. She reduces yeah, think... your health pool for something else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I've actually... so Okay, so I've had access to that. Um, I didn't... I've not used it. <laughs> in fact, I've wrapped up that story storyline have you there you go yeah so um i think i'm getting there i think i'm getting there i'm doing bits and pieces yeah Yeah. i'll tell you what some of the storylines in this game are fucking awesome like i've finished a couple um so far so like some of the npcs have sort of um they're like what they've gone through has come to uh, fruition and um i tell you what like just some of the way and i can see where things would change along the way depending on what you do um and i'm I'm so excited to just go back out and read about what can change based on how you approach certain npcs with this game because it's just again it's just it's just so big it is huge it is unbelievable but yeah when you think of it on the scale of uh in comparison to dark souls 3 which is obviously smaller scale um, yeah. I still haven't done all the NPC interactions in that because some of them are so fucking involved. Like, yeah. you really need to talk to this person, go here and do this, and then, yeah. like, yeah. look down a well and there's a guy down there you got to talk to, and it's just, like, <laughs> stupid shit that you would never figure yeah. out. There's a right. couple like that in Elden Ring, which doesn't bother me too much. Um, some people probably would get annoyed with it, I think, mostly just because, like, I, I suppose it comes down to... I don't know if you feel this way, Grizz, but like mm. it comes down to where you are in your life. Like if this was say 10 years ago and I had, you know, 18 hours a day just to dedicate to video games again, um, yeah. dude, I wouldn't give a shit. But these mm. days every hour is so precious, you know? And it's just like, when I'm like, sh- like I-, I get to the point where sometimes I'm like, Oh, do I just Google what I need to do next? Cause I really can't be <laughs> fucked spending an hour trying to figure out what to do here. Absolutely, um, mate. Yeah, and sometimes I give in. Um, well, I have googled you know, a couple of th- couple of things. Like, uh, yeah, I've had to, dude. Yeah. There's been a couple of times where I've just been like, you know, it's it's not worth me spending an hour going back through lore and trying to mm. figure out what the hell's going on here, or you know, going back to old areas and rechecking where people were, or you know, it's just not worth my time. So, so we are obviously getting well off track here. Yes, but absolutely. One thing that I do want to say is I am trying to push Cap. To yeah. commit to doing a law 
a whole episode dedicated oh. <laughs> to Elden Ring lore. And if yeah. that's something that you'd like to hear, let us know because I'm pretty keen. I reckon it would be great yeah. to have. Tweet at us have, or something. We'll, tweet at um, us. Put it in we'll the try and put something together. Look, I mean, an episode like that is going to be quite the undertaking. I'm going to be honest with you. I think, yeah. um, you know, there'll be quite a lot of research required. So it might be something we can work on on for a little while once we get a full playthrough going, etc. But mm. um, yeah, no, I'm just saying definitely, if, if it sounds like something you'd like, yeah, absolutely hit us up in, uh, in our socials. Anyways, moving along. Um, so they've added some more summonable NPCs, increase the number of patterns Ooh. of objects players can imitate when using Mimic's Veil. Mm. Um, that's a special little item that you can do some cool shit with. Added night background music for some open field areas. The background um, music's fucking great, man. Oh, the absolutely. Music in general. Music score is yep. fantastic. Yeah. Oh, it's it's um it's just beautiful. Like when you're running through some of the open water areas and you've just got this really cool orchestral shit going on in the background. Oh, chef's kiss. Does it uh, beat but, Dark yeah. Souls 2 Majula's theme cap, the music, mate? No, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> that is by far one of the most weirdest fucking tunes of all time, but God, it is catchy. God, I love it. If you haven't listened to it, go and listen to the Majula, it's spelled M-A-J-U-L-A. Uh, Dark Souls 2 theme. It's and... about the only good thing in Dark Souls 2, let's be honest. Yeah, look, it's not the greatest game of all time. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, that theme song I thought was shit when I walked first. I was just like, what is dude, this song? Sucks. And by the time I was in there, back in there about the 100th, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fucking break it down. <laughs> Anyways, um, so uh, back to the Elden Ring talk. Uh, a heap of bug fixes. I won't really go into those, but uh, yep. a lot yep. of different things, especially um, big game-breaking stuff with, like, I don't know if you saw those, like, videos of um, people on the torrent, the horse, and then, like, they'd, they'd close, uh, they go into the menu and then close the menu, and then the horse is gone, and they just, like, sit there as if they're on the horse, and then they just suddenly die. Yeah. <laughs> So that, that's fixed, is it? Do they fix that, do they? I believe that's okay. been uh, uh, remedied to some degree. Mm. Whether it's fully fixed, uh, well, we shall see. We shall uh, see. Now, probably some of the most interesting things are the actual balance changes. So they've mm. done a bunch of bits and pieces. I'm just going to sort of go over ones that I think um, have been quite interesting. Now, yeah. one particular one was um, their approach to shields. So they've increased their effectiveness. So yeah, I what believe. What the fuck, Cap? I don't want yeah. to like talk to you about this because from what you're telling me, shields are broken as shit. Well, okay. So I don't think they're broken as shit. I think um, that they've basically made it so you can hide behind them a bit better, but you need to still come out from behind the shield. So what mm. I've felt made the sh shields broken as shit was there's a particular Ash of War, which is like a special ability for these these um, yeah. particular items. Now, the one was called um, Barricade or something like that. Mm -hmm. Anyways, when you'd use it, your shield started glowing white. And then when en whenever enemies hit your shield, they'd bounce off and they'd kind of flinch and you'd had time heaps of time to follow up and and smack things so <laughs> what i was doing is i was using that in some boss battles and it was trivializing them so badly you're still <laughs> using that 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 you're still using barricade and, and well shield? here's the thing right so i'm still using shield because um mm. that's just my play that i'm doing um barricade's been changed so it uses more um Manner essentially, right. and it yep, also yep, has yep. it also lasts for a lot less longer. So you've got to use it a bit more tactically. So was which it, is good. 
was the patch essentially a nerf to shields then because of that change, Cap? Mm, I would argue it's a nerf to a playstyle, but I wouldn't argue mm. it was a nerf to shields. Overall, shields' effectiveness has increased, um, yeah. which I yeah. think, I believe, is how much stamina is removed on a hit. Um, yeah. So when you block with your shield, you lose stamina. Um, and then I, I think I think the amount of like decay of stamina has been addressed. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I think overall, not really. I think shields are just overall better, really, yep. um, which is good for me in my current playthrough. Uh, moving along, increase the damage of all offensive cracked pot items, which I am fucking big fan of, dude, because I actually really like the way they've implemented pots in this in this game. So previously, like you'd have to go and buy like pots, which are like grenades you'd throw. Yep. Now with Elden Ring you can you can craft them um and do that all that kind of stuff now they're pretty good like depending on what you do like I've found a few enemies that have been just like insanely difficult to deal with and then I've just found figured out what they're weak to and then just like smash them with with these pots Mm. and the best thing is you can just keep crafting them if you've got enough ingredients you just Mm. you know you can you can really um cheese some bosses (laughs) I have not thrown a single pot Dude, it's so worth it. Um, Some, like, you will probably... I'm just trying to think if you've been to where I'm thinking of. Oh, you probably would have. There's a couple of... um, You know the big balls that chase you? Oh, yeah. Fuck those things, mate. (laughs) You get squashed by those. Lightning pots, they they, they just annihilate them. Absolutely annihilate them. Yeah, okay. I didn't even know you, what, kill you those, throw man. them and it like, yeah, you can. Yeah, <laughs> I've well, killed every single one I've come across with lightning pots. No yeah, way. so like what you do is you chuck the pot and it takes a serious chunk of health off them because if you fight them with um, weapons, they, it does nothing. Mm. Um, and so you chuck these things, lightning pots, takes a decent chunk of health off and they also flinch. So you, they just don't come towards um, you. They don't get a chance to retaliate. Cap, do the pots scale with your stats or do they have flat stats? I don't know. I don't think so. So Maybe they just increase, they they've just increased the effectiveness of the pots. Maybe they do a little bit. Maybe there's, there must be something... I don't know. Maybe not. I would have thought there might must be some kind of scaling because otherwise you get to a point in the game where the damage just would be na- like nothing. Shit, yeah. yeah. Used for some enemies. So it must scale somehow. Mm. Um, the one thing I haven't used, Grizz, um, that they are talking about is yeah. um, perfumes. Have you used any perfumes yet? I've found some. I have not used any perfumes, no. Yeah, so they've increased no. um, the effective duration of some of them. Um, they've increased a bunch of healing that you get from certain items regarding uh, related to your horse. I just, I'm guessing people just weren't using them, and they were just using their flask Dude, instead. I've got, I've got raisins that I can yeah. give to my horse that I, I still will never use. I've got like eleven yeah. charges on the old same. flask. Just top it yeah. up, mate. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm the exact same. I've never used those raisins, so they've mm. they've done. I've never come across a time where I've actually needed to use those raisins. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think they're kind of useless, but anyways, um, moving along, they've done a bunch of changes to sorceries. Now, um, yeah. increased damage for sorceries, uh, decreased uh, FP, which is your mana pool uh, consumption for a bunch of different sorceries as well, and also increased some um, projectile speeds for some of the sorceries. So I thought now, I'd chime in on these, Cap. I'm actually using mm-hmm. some of the sorceries that got buffed. Um, yeah on these uh yeah. they are oh where am i looking uh some of the glintstone ones i can't remember what they are off the top of my head but yeah. um there's one big aoe one that 
reduced FP and more damage. And yeah, it's good. It's really good, mate. You get yeah. a big, better group of rats or a big group of blokes, and it's yeah, very, very, very good. Yeah, which is it's it's interesting because I was chatting to a mate about this, and I was like, "Oh, did you see sorcerers got buffed?" And he was like, "Well, not really, because the best the best like sorceries yeah. are not even in this list, um, so they're kind of just the same." And I was like, "Oh, okay, interesting." Mm -hmm. So they've obviously mm -hmm. tried like looked for the sorceries people weren't actually actively using and tried to sort of get them into the into the mix a little bit. Here's the thing cool. with like. I feel like Elden Ring, you can always min, min or max stuff, right? You know, your speedrunners are going to be using pretty much all the same shit, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is fun because there are so many different spells you can use for different situations. And I'm sure, Absolutely. like, it, if, you don't, if you don't min max it that much and you kind of just uh, play what you got. Well, that's the thing is, like, I think especially, like, Elden Ring, there, I have, there has not been anywhere near this many spells in a Souls game ever mm. like mm. it's just nuts how many freaking spells are in this damn game even like because i mean that's just that's that's just sorceries there's still incantations which are like the yeah. holy versions of spells as well which are a complete other um you know kettle of fish which i don't think have been touched much at all in this in this balance patch so no that's coming but... all the clips you see and still the clips that i see are all sorcery based ones one-shotting bosses and doing silly things with them yeah so anyways that's um the sorcery stuff they've also changed a shitload of stuff to do with the ashes of war which again is your special mm -hmm. special abilities on weapons and stuff now probably the most interesting one that well the one i believe is the most interesting one is altering a ash of war called Hoarfrost stomp yep. and this was being used by speedrunners quite liberally to do mm. a lot of damage to bosses and I, I look i haven't seen any image uh, any footage of them using it because i've, I've been avoiding spoilers but i believe it, it like the idea of it is you just like slam your foot on the ground a big aoe frost thing comes out you can kind of stun lock things with it and also so, deal a shitload of damage or could have so cap dark souls 3 lady frida phase 2 yeah it is that animation with the frost right. that she spits out. yeah okay it is pretty yep. much identical to that animation and just yep. to add context to what you're saying <clears throat> yes distortion who has the current world record of 28 minutes for elden ring um basically just ran this the whole game and <laughs> What happens now, Grizz? Now that they've had this massive balance yeah. patch, like what do they do now? Do they just ignore those ones? Um, well, this is the thing, right? Like uh, uh, when you were doing your Dark Souls 1 speedruns, were you playing the current version of the game? Yes. Okay. Well, there's also, you know how there's different, um, there's different categories for speedruns. Apparently they're retaining mm -hmm. the original Elden Ring um, leaderboard for whatever that patch might be oh, okay. so if you still yeah. wanted to go and run this or other ones um you could still go run hoarfrost stomp there's mods so there must be a way you can roll deep. the patches yeah back. you can roll patches yeah. back in in this kind of stuff but yeah. man there's a couple of other things that got changed and and you will get there but um basically the, the speed run that was i have absolutely no doubt in my mind cap that the, the development team was watching those speed runs coming absolutely up absolutely dude everything that they were doing in there from the skips to the exact yep. weapons that they're using and the ash of war they're using all all kind of like nerfed yeah or, or got i mean them, they so. super cheese the game um you know, another one is so you have these summons you can pull in um, during the game. You, you basically find all these different spells that you can summon these things to help you. One of them was a mimic that literally just mimicked your your 
character, um, like its moveset, everything. Um, yeah. And that thing was just an absolute tank of a creature and it would just it would just annihilate bosses you could just let it you just release it into the <laughs> wild into the boss room it would go and annihilate yeah. them and you'd just be like behind the bus going <laughs> you know like trying to help there, there was <laughs> but, yeah. footage of a, of a bloke because so more context on this but it, it uses if you have whatever spells you have equipped it uses whatever trinkets you have equipped it uses whatever weapons you have equipped it uses. And there was footage of a guy that literally walks into the end boss in the game, sits down, summons his summon, and then he's just sitting there <laughs> drinking a cup of tea. And this fucking thing is just like doing all the work. Oh, man. I Yeah, I mean, I've got to be honest. I actually think the summons, um, I think they're a bit like hectic to have in, in a game like this because I really feel like they decrease the skill level quite a lot, which... Again, we've had this discussion before. Mm. It, whatever, like it's in the game, and that's you use it, right? But yeah. I, I, I found the fact that they included summons in this game very interesting, personally, because mm. I always just felt like they did whatever they could to make the game, uh, well, less easy, I guess. But Accessible. some of these summons are ridiculous. Yeah. Like they are insane, exactly. absolutely insane. Do you want to hear my opinion on it, Cap? I yep. think the I think the summons are there to serve the purpose of what online summons are for people playing offline. Yeah, it's actually a, probably a good point because a lot of people could just summon another person and and be like, "Hey, can you kill this boss for me?" And they're like, "Yep, yep. no worries, bang bang, yep. all right, see ya, and, thank you." They had, <laughs> they had that in Dark Souls Three, and not everyone plays online. I don't I, I don't have I got PlayStation Five, I don't have PS Plus, and maybe I will later down the track to do PvP. But if I was if I was stuck on a boss. But if I was doing a non-summoning playthrough and I got to the end and I'd be like, fuck, what do I do? Maybe, you know, yeah. pull the ashes out and give it a crack. I don't know. Absolutely. There's been a couple of times I've pulled the ashes out just because I've been like, I am not going to belt my head against this brick wall for like three hours. I just mm. can't be bothered. I want to keep yep. progressing. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, I'll probably come back and do it without it at some point. But um, yeah, anyways, moving along. Um, also, another one that they uh, they did, Grizzo, was they decreased the weapon skill of the special weapon called the Sword of Night and Flame. Now, this, this particular <laughs> sword was super fucking broken um and people were like you can get the get the sword like super early into the game as well and people were running it as like a like a broken build like get through elden ring real quick um clickbait um build on youtube basically um and i even had people like i've got a couple of group chats one of them has a bunch of guys in there um two guys have never played souls before and just pretty much don't really want to but Obviously, because of the popularity of Elden Ring, they've been mm. interested in getting into it. My good friend Cam was like, "Oh, I sh I've, I've, <laughs> I've just googled like what the most broken build is." And they <laughs> Like, what is this? How yeah. is this? This is ridiculous. Level 20 and he's like one-shotting shit. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so that is, has been... Is that the one yeah. that just like cascades flame down a row? Is that the so, one that... No, he like, he does like, you, get, you have this sword and you, you basically go between these two different stances and one stance, like you 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 swing this big flame whip around you that, that just radiates out from your character. And the next one is you point your sword and it does like this big, like glintstone blue beam at this, oh at the enemy. God. And it is ridiculous. 
ridiculous. <laughs> it's insane. So um, it just got so, nerfed yeah. pretty hard. Cap did it. Did get- yeah, that got nerfed quite badly, I believe, yeah. um, to the point where. And I tell you what, the the best part about this this um, this patch update is seeing all the real sad comments like, "Guys, you've broken Elden Ring. How am I going <laughs> to play this game?" Oh, <laughs> I had a question here, Cap, uh, and it was posed at you, but I want to get an answer from myself first. And it was: Has these patch notes impacted your playthrough at all? Um, I thought when I these patch notes first popped up that my moon veil was fucked because I feel like it's quite broken. Like and it, yeah. it just it breaks poise really well, better than any Here's other. Just an weapon. idea of what moon veil does for those who don't know. Okay, so the moon veil is an int dex scaling weapon. Um, and its beauty is in its weapon art. And essentially on the heavy, it basically does two heavy attacks because it does your own heavy attack, but it also releases a bolt of energy, which is also heavy. And what that means is when you're trying to burst someone's um, poise down, so they're stunned and then you then follow up with a rip toast, you're getting two heavy attacks for the price of one swipe. It's also very quick to motion that off and it's got a really good movement and it attacks in range, like way yeah. in front of you. So it's quite broken. I expected there to be a definite Dude, move. I'm going to be honest out. with you. When I saw these patch notes, I control f to see if I can find Moonvale. And when I couldn't see it, I was just like, <laughs> what the actual <laughs> fuck? <Yeah. laughs> How can you nerf yeah. the Sword of Night and Flame and not touch Moonvale? Couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't use it, so it doesn't really bother me. And I also don't do PvP, so again, doesn't bother me. But there's so many people complaining about Moonvale in PvP and stuff because it is hectic. But yeah, I don't know. It's um, did, so I, did this yeah. impact you at all, Cap? Did the patch notes impact you at all? Uh, Apart from the quest line stuff, probably just the, the 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 shield stuff with um having to be a little bit more tactical with using barricade. But I mean, to be honest, I'm not really using barricade shield anymore, anyway. So. Mm. Mm. um nah not really um i don't think at all yeah apart from the the npcs sort of um being kind of fixed yeah no not really i suppose not you either i guess based on that comment no i don't think so i haven't got it into the late game i think some of the sorceries that potentially i could have been using late game got nerfed but i didn't get to those yet so yeah I'm kind of filling my way through it. It's kind of weird, my playstyle at the moment, because I have a shitload of intelligence, but I'm actually not finding myself using magic at all. I just don't... Yeah. I, I would much rather walk up and hit someone with my sword than yeah. magic. I'm, I'm definitely the same. I, I haven't used sorcery at all. Um, mm. I think what I'll probably do is I'm, I'm building a new PC soon, probably end of this month, and what I'm probably going to do is buy Elden Ring for my new PC and then do a sorcery build. And I'm just going to crank the shit out of it on high GP. Dude, I just want to do this. I want to do the, I want to do the dragon spells, man. I want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking like pump faith and in, and then do all those cool spells and just Mm. be an absolute mad dog. Do you know what? Okay. This is one gripe with this fucking game that really pisses me off is you find these fucking awesome swords. Like, you know, oh my god! I got giant, so many awesome swords. I giant couldn't pick this fucking sword up, and you need a fucking intelligence of like thirty, and you're just like, mm. this it makes no sense. Why do I need thirty intelligence to carry this giant brick? <laughs> Literally a freaking brick. You got to be smart to use the sword. Hey, Cap. Yeah. One interesting thing um, that didn't come out of these patch notes, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I'm wrong, but they don't. 
appear to have answers yet for the performance issues on PC. Would that oh, be right? Okay. Um, well, that's a good question. I actually haven't done any investigation into this. Um, mm. I would have thought if they had done significant changes, we would have noticed it um, just in our usual day-to-day -day kind of flicking through Reddit and stuff like that. So I'd imagine, no, they haven't really touched much, which I'm guessing it'll be a, something that gets kind of slowly implemented over time. Yeah, and I think that that's going to be a bit more complex issue rather than just scaling a couple of weapons and adding a few Absolutely. NPC. Yeah. Oh, did we just lose Grizzo? I think we just lost Grizzly Gaming 86, which is fine. Um, we're going to try and get him back in here. In the meantime, I think what I might do is we might start going through the rest of the Elden Ring stuff, Pavlich. Uh, Grizzo's um, back in in two seconds. Sweet. Bring him on in. Welcome back, Grizzly Hello. Gaming. I don't know what happened there, mate. <laughs> oh, man. This window just went blink and came up with a little error. I don't know. Something's going yeah. on. Maybe I need a new PC too. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you can buy my old one. How's that sound? <laughs> yeah, sounds good, mate. Now, Grizz, I was just saying, I think um, we, we we normally do a quick fire um, in this uh, this this podcast heather um, yep. and go through a bunch of different bits and pieces um, with just quick news articles. But I figure since we're talking about Elden Ring, we may as well just quickly belt through what's in the quick fire for Elden Ring. Because <laughs> we, we have a fucking Elden Ring podcast at this rate. God damn. Yep. Um, yep. We might as well just get it out of the road. But um, yeah, big one was um, Elden Ring exploit has been found where hackers will, in well, they invade your your game which is a uh, a thing that can happen in the game you know people invade your game you go to attack them and it's like a pvp thing now hackers will jump in um into uh, as an invader and then what they do is they crash your game and in the cr during the somehow they they crash it and during the crash what happens is they corrupt your save file and so when you open the game you you, you basically teleport to this particular area and your character just keeps falling over and over again and dying and and stuff so you basically you, your save files unrecoverable at that point um so something to keep an eye out for. Hmm. exactly right and, so and this isn't yeah. the first time that this has happened in dark souls games right we, we talked about this a little bit before elden ring came out um because they called off their online servers for dark souls three and one or something wasn't it cat every single souls game yeah See, I, and I just wanted to ask you about this. Like, wh how are these? How is it compromised like this? And like, well, what's the go? The, the interesting thing is, I am actually not entirely sure how this one works. Um, mm. I didn't check out what the dealio was. Which now it's a PC. One. It's a PC only, I believe. PC only exploit, oh, from what okay. I have seen. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I'll probably have to do a bit of bit more research as to what's well, actually right. causing it. I'd it's imagine a, it's like a quick fire. Yeah, I mean basically I would assume that they're changing something with your game. I mean, they have access to certain parts of your game, essentially as an invader. Um, so somehow they're doing something to basically affect your game as they come mm. in to invade, and then that's the, the the crash is the big one so it makes me wonder maybe there's some kind of thing that maybe might be related to that exploit that we talked about for the souls games where what was happening was people were um invading your game and remotely executing code on your pc so it God. might be related to that um so it, it's probably a similar kind of thing um hmm. not as um 
I mean, it's still bad, but it's probably not as bad as that one because remotely executing like code on your computer versus the, the game, two different things, um, but still bad. Um, so I'm, I I'm have heard that there right is now. a temporary fix if this does happen to you. Apparently, there is time for you to, if you're smashing your map button, you can do a quick teleport to another site of grace. Um, oh, okay. There is enough yeah. time to get that off, but still, I mean, how shit is that? Like, yeah, people just like to ruin other people's fun, which is just mm. so dumb. I mean, there was—I um, don't know if you saw recently, Grizzly, but there was a bloke. Um, Come in, what his name was? He was posting on Twitter, and he is a game hacker essentially. Um, and he hacked Elden Ring, and he, you know, was giving himself like infinite speed and all this other bullshit, and yeah. um, mm-hmm. just basically recording it and putting it on Twitter and saying from software you need to ban me like this is what people can do in your game Mm. um so it's interesting comparing i guess ethical hacking to very unethical hacking and ruining people's saves and just being a complete cock um versus you know maybe trying to make the thing better also talking about ethical hacking i have also noticed that some of the runners um like gino and a few others are using hacks to uh practice bosses so just basically putting on god oh that's pretty cool kind of god 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 mode and just being able to roll through and learn the attacks and everything else and you know testing their weapons out loading in weapons and that kind of thing so yeah yeah interesting i mean i feel like dark souls three one and two have always had some kind of modding community that do things like randomizers and other bits and pieces and you know messing with game code and stuff to to the advantage of the game but when it comes to (laughs) sending someone into an infinite death loop something something completely different yeah oh absolutely dude but yeah so moving along elden ring has sold 12 million copies in two weeks dude that is nuts (laughs) dude what did we pay for elden ring what, like 60 bucks 70 bucks something like that 12 1 2 3 1 2 3 that's fucking 720 million dollars australian that's Jesus. almost a billion fucking dollars dude yeah. well not it, it's not you know but it's you know it's get it's approaching the big billion eh? um that's a lot of money dude and that's 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 you know for the cheaper of the of the copies that i've seen on the marketplace you know so yeah returnal was like 120 bucks what why was i feel like it was a cheaper it was a little bit cheaper elden ring yeah as a ps5 sure why i don't know what's going on like this is another thing that i just shits me off with sony sometimes is like their games for some reason that when a console releases are so expensive it's just Mm. unbelievable it's like why am i paying 110 dollars for this game um and then other games slowly start coming out the, the price seems to drop over time but so um, just to, yeah. to um put this into perspective as well cap so dark souls 3 <clears throat> took four years to reach and sell tell 10 million copies of the game so they haven't even sold as much as what elden ring has i sold, think they have nuts. now i think they have now right. but it just took them a long time to to reach right. any kind of milestone like oh, that so right with you yep 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 so um, i believe another another juxtaposition is i think uh bloodborne only sold between one to two million copies or something like that so is that right yeah Dang. Um, well i can't remember whether that was um like historical sales in in total um mm. or whether that was um you know like uh, over the same amount of time but um uh, no that two million copies uh since release wow there you go captain perth's favorite souls copies. game yep there you go 
Can you believe it? So I think, yeah, it must have been maybe in the same amount of time they only sold a million. Um, but I mean, that's what happens when, you know, Bloodborne's only on was only on PS4 or True. PlayStation. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that's obviously going to be a, a big issue. Um, but yeah, um, pretty nuts sales figures. 12 million copies is a lot of copies. It, it's, it's, so, see, because I think some people probably go, oh yeah, 12 million, pretty big. Dude, mm. that's huge. Yeah. That is massive. Um, so yeah, huge, huge, um, huge, huge, uh, stuff for the old from software. I'm sure they're very stoked about that. Now, I think, um, kind of uh, with this in mind, uh, they've come along and announced as well saying that they've also got, uh, um, a lot of sort of developments they want to put in place for the IP. Um, now I can't remember exactly how they worded it, Grizz. Maybe you can, but um, <laughs> hang on. They said we will continue to expand Elden Ring not only as a game, but using mm. all parts of the IP, such as characters, in various ways. So please look forward to it. So you heard it here first, folks. We're going to have fucking Margit in fucking Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> hey, so Cap. Seriously though, yeah, does baby. this mean TV shows and things, or what does this mean? Dude, mate? imagine an Elden Ring TV show. I would fucking crap my tweets. Yeah. I'd do the biggest <laughs> shit in pant of all time. It'd be massive. Um, mm. It'd be yeah. I, I, I'm so keen for that. But who? All right, Grizz. Mm. I don't even know how they do it because your character doesn't talk. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? like, it would be so creepy and dark, and you would need to have. You need to have a really good writer to kind of pull that off. I'm, I'm telling you right now, dude, if they turn this into a TV series, it's George R. R. Martin is pretty good at translating media into something watchable, though. Well, yeah, I would. I, I don't think he had much to do with the TV show, though. I think it, it was his, his, um, you know, his story, and then someone else turned it into something. So they would need to have some amazing talent on this thing to turn it into not the big shit because mm. i'd be worried that they'd be fucking it up big time well what other media could they have cap when they say other ips they could it be other games you know what i think would be fucking sick is an anime i think an anime would work so well with this Actually, particular game you're right, mate, you're right. and i think it would work better than anything live action and the They've reason already i say got that is a kamehameha spell yeah yeah Dude, exactly. They've got so many. Dude, absolutely. I mean, you know, you can probably level to over nine thousand in 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 Elden Ring, <laughs> and you could probably have some fucking stupid joke in there about that too. Um, but I just feel like they could pull a lot more things off in anime. Um, and do you know what the best thing about anime is? If they if they do it in Japanese, anime. I don't I don't I don't know if the voice acting shit. So because mm. it's all dubbed, and that just is perfect for me because. I'll tell you what, bad voice acting f- ruins things for me. Really okay, bad. Cap, Cap, if they made a series similar to the Dota 2 uh, series, which was kind of like, I feel like that was like a westernized anime take on it. Is that a bad word for it? But it wasn't like, I don't feel no, like it was. I um... kind of, yeah, I kind of agree with that. I think um, there was definitely western elements to that anime. Even some of the art, like the way they approach, like drawing the characters, I think was a little bit um, Western, yeah. kind of more comic booky. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do. What else do you think they might they might put out there, Grizz? Maybe maybe they would do comics and stuff like figurines, manga. mate. Figurines, a Smash Definitely Brothers figurines, a, a, yeah. a beat 'em up game. <laughs> dude i just want to see elden ring like have you seen those memes of bloodborne cart 
Yes, yeah, I have seen that, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. Elden Ring cart, dude. Everyone's on fucking horses and you're just running around the lands between, dude. <laughs> you're I like, heard after this, we're going to come up with some really good ideas of what they're going to do with this IP and we're not yep. going to capture it in this podcast. Dude, all right, here we go. Here we mm. go. This is what they're going to do. Hit me with it. Elden Ring-themed style. Streaming table. service. <laughs> yes, yeah. It'll be called... The land betwitch. <laughs> <laughs> Tarnished only, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, look, I was going to say maybe a fast food restaurant, but I think that's nowhere near as good as, as that. But uh, look, we'll leave that one there. Um, yeah, so, um, well, mm. let us know on Twitter what you guys think that they're going to be coming up with. Hit us up with mm. a freaking mention or some shit. I don't know. I don't know how these social media platforms work. Just just freaking tag us on something and, and tell us Do what it. you reckon. Um, yep. but yeah, anyways, so, um, yeah, look, I think, uh, we'll come back to the quick fire round stuff uh, later on in the, uh, in the, uh, in the show. Um, we have spent almost 50 minutes talking about just Elden Ring. Grizzly, we've done it again. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right. Moving uh, along. We have, uh, okay. So, uh, there was another state of play recently, mm. Grizzo, and yep. they basically released a heap of new information on the new Hogwarts legacy game. Now, if you're not aware of what this is, it is a um, Harry Potter themed um, kind of open world um, RPG uh, set in the uh, Harry Potter universe. Uh, the game takes place in, I believe, the 1800s. So mm. it's kind of quite detached from um, the current happenings of what's happened in that universe. Um, so the idea is you go to Hogwarts, you create your character, um, you know, you do heaps of cool spells and you you can do battles and shit and they have the whole, you know, you know, in the, well, they basically show this big 15 minute long trailer. And one of the things they showed off was those classic Harry Potter battles where they have like the big energy beams and like, yeah. you know, the energy beams slowly going towards one person then slowly going towards the other person that, you know, so they, they've got those in there. So don't worry. Uh, they're going to have that as well. Um, that you know, you can go and check chat to all your professors. You can make potions. You can fucking you can have a house elf. I think um, like a little Dobby. Um, you know, you fight trolls, dragons, all kinds of shit. So I tell you what, um, in a different time and place in my life, this would have been huge news for me. Um, I remember playing uh, a game that was kind of like the precursor of this game, Once Upon a Time, um, one of the earlier ones. I think it was on the PlayStation or something like that. Um, but it was like a Hogwarts kind of RPG game. Um, yeah, it was very really similar. popular, Cap, wasn't it? The, um, yeah, PlayStation I can't even release. remember what. Yeah, the PlayStation one. God, it was really good. Um, mm. And it kind of gives me those vibes, like a next-gen version of that kind of thing. But it looks yeah. like this game's going to be huge. Like you, you can um, obviously explore the open world around um, Hogwarts. You can go beyond the grounds into, um, you know, uh, some of the main locations that are in that sort of general area. Um, but I think it's going to be pretty good. Um, what do you think from what you've seen, Grizzo? So I had a, I had a look at the trailer, mate, and like Harry Potter has a special place in a lot of people's hearts, and I think it's it's like a broad. It's a very uh, Across a variety of things. And for me, the first thing I noticed in the trailer is that really classic, dark, brooding soundtrack, which just like, you know that it's Harry Potter yes. when you hear it. That <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, exactly. Classic. Um, and the game itself, like the the stuff that we've seen where they're in the dorm rooms and like the, so I think you can join different houses in those dorm rooms and they just look yeah 
beautiful. So this is obviously going to yeah. be on next gen PC. It looks really good, doesn't like, it? The level of detail just looks really great. Um, yeah. What you can see about the combat cap. So there's apparently different schools of spells and there's combinations of spells for different scenarios. And then into, into that, there's an in-depth leveling system that you can see with talents and abilities and upgrades and experience and things like that. Um, there's broom flight as well, which is pretty cool. So that kind of indicates yep. that the open world nature of this world might be quite vast, being able to fly yep. around um, lateral, lateral movement and other bits and pieces. Um, so I think I'm the same as you, Cap. I think in another time and place where I would be interested in Harry Potter, um, unfortunately, it's probably not something for me now, but I think it looks like a, a really good game release. And yeah. if you are interested, you should be excited about it. Absolutely. I think even like the character creation stuff looks quite in depth. Um, I think a cool thing, just from what I understand about the narrative, again, it's, it's setting like the 1800s. So it's kind of detached enough from the storyline where they can kind of take it on their own kind of route um, and do what they want. So I believe the whole kind of um, plot hook is that you, you've, you're basically you're a student at Hogwarts um, and people are uncovering this ancient special magic that you you need to try and figure out and people are using it for all kinds of nefarious naughties and nasties. What's, um, what is kind of yeah. interesting to me, Cap, is when you're in that classroom environment in the potions classroom, are the other people that are also in the classroom real players as well like can you like fuck around no, so this is this is so this is a solo player game this is, is it oh, okay uh, there's right. no multiplayer aspects at all apparently according to the that came out today actually um there will be absolutely no multiplayer aspects completely solo um but also no microtrans microtransactions which is um which is great interesting yeah, okay which is good um but Obviously, one of the big issues with this particular game is that uh, J.K. Rowling, it is, it is her intellectual property, um, mm. and whether you like it or not, um, she obviously gets a cut of whatever this makes, I, I guess, at the end of the day, due to royalties and how that structure works. Now, J.K. Rowling, for those of you who aren't aware, um, is a huge transphobe, essentially. Um, yeah. um, horrifically so. Um and the issue with that obviously is that um you know you may not wish to support a game like this um mm. because of the affiliation there and you may not wish to um i don't know just support that intellectual property in general now one thing to note is that uh the developers have revealed that jk rowling's basically had nothing to do with this project in its entirety um the only thing that she has to do with is that she obviously gets a kickback um but I think one thing that I really want to kind of um, outline, I suppose, from what my mm. standpoint is just, I think, do what you feel is necessary to make you feel good about, you know, what you're doing in general. Um, if you want to play this game, you're not a bad guy, essentially. I think, I think you can do enough in your day-to-day -day life to support trans people um, and other uh, people who are downtrodden in general. Um, without having to kind of if, if you really love harry potter just enjoy this game there's a lot of people who have worked to develop this game mm. and will suffer um because they have someone like jk Rowling remotely involved in this project um and people basically just giving it the snub um so 100 uh, yeah. agree with you there capo so you know in my mind and my take on it is you know there's no doubt in my mind that jk Rowling is not a nice person um, outwardly, no. you know, victimizing people 
um, trans folk, and we don't support that. I don't support that. Absolutely However, not. there is there is a much broader picture to the whole whole argument, and I'll touch on the Blizzard fiasco when you know we went through all this sexual allegations and other bits and pieces of Blizzard. And you know what? Often the problem is one select group of people or a group of people in that. You've got to think of it as a broader picture. You've got employees, people with families and kids and other bits and pieces that are that are these devs as well. And there is other ways to show your distaste for this kind of stuff, you know. If, if you want to support the game, go support the game. If it leaves a foul taste in your mouth, don't support the game. But I encourage everyone just, just to be informed on the subject and, like, go Absolutely. and read, go and read about Inform yourself. Yeah. Go and read about the stuff that uh, maybe J.K. Rowling has said, and you know we don't really want to talk about that on this podcast, but we do want to recognise that not. it's definitely um, something that happened and and yeah. happens. Go on. What you can do, I mean, you can obviously go and 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 um, you know let your opinion be known on on some of the, your social media platforms of choice, but you can also go and um, donate to some charities that uh, help these people um, and and reduce those stigmas. So. Um, look, ultimately, if you want to enjoy this game, enjoy it. Um, devs are some of the worst paid, like, technical expertises in the fucking world. <laughs> like, they <laughs> yeah. they get absolutely shunted, mate. If you can... I, I know we've discuss, discussed this before on, on this podcast, but when you compare, like, a software engineer to a game software engineer, you lose a lot of money just from that particular change. Um, and yeah, I, I think there's a lot of really talented people that have obviously worked on this. When you watch the trailer, if you watch the trailer, I think you'll definitely agree. Um, but yeah, just just do what your heart tells you, and and, and don't shit on others for um, for making a different choice to you. Um, yep. Everyone's just trying to do the best they can, I think, in the in general. But um, so hey, one person who's not is fucking old mate Rolling. She's a fucking cunt. Yeah. Anyway, she's no good. <laughs> oh, that's the first C bomb dropped on the podcast. Yep. Love it. There hey, you um, go. Episode nine, lock that one in. We are marked as a mature audience podcaster, right? So if you're not mature, then you can get the fuck out. Yeah. yeah. Talking to you, well, Pav, look, all right? I, I, feel like, I feel like this warranted that word. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Pat, are you uh, going to play this game as a take, as a little last-minute takeaway? Is this you going to look at this? Or? Look, to be honest, probably not. Um, I, I just can't see myself ever not playing Elden Ring. No, <laughs> no. I think um, I honestly just don't think it's for me. Yeah. That's I, I Harry Potter doesn't, um, doesn't captivate me as much as it used to when I was younger. Um, I just don't find the world as interesting anymore. Mm. Um, and you know, on top of that, I'm sure that they'll have, um, because I mean, the, the game's set in the 1800s. So theoretically, you're probably not going to see any of the characters from the newer, um, from the, from the Harry Potter books and stuff like that. So you won't see Dumbledore. I'd Dumbledore. Presume. No, Dumbledore. No, Dumbledore. And Harry no. Potter certainly won't fucking be in there because, yeah. So I don't know. I just can't see it really reaching out to me. So Expensive petroleum is the yeah. takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, look, ultimately, Grizz, I don't think so. What about you, mate? No, no, it's not, not up my wheelhouse, mate. Like, you know, I, I can already tell you right now it's going to be the old, this is how you cast a spell and this is how you use a potion. And, yeah. And I just can't do it. just can't do it, mate. No. Nah. Nah, you'd rather go and um, uh, not build in Fortnite. Is, pa is Pav going to play it? Pav, are you going to play this game? He's no. shaking his head no. Yeah, it's not looking like my jam, to be honest. No. Nah. 
Okay. No, I, I mean, again, I, I, I would just like to point out that the game looks quite impressive just in general. Like, mm. I think if you're a Harry Potter fan, you'll be shitting your pants right now. But, um, yeah, look, uh, yeah, not for me. Yeah, but, yeah, go and check out the, 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 the trailer. Go and check it out. And if you want to support it, support it. If you don't, freaking don't. And mm. and just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just be just make sure that you let people know that um, you don't support transphobia because we don't either. Um, all right, moving along. Grizzo. Moving along, yes, sir. Starfield. Ooh, they yeah, released baby. eight seconds of fucking gameplay. <laughs> Dude, we get a fucking fifteen-minute Harry Potter gameplay, and they released <laughs> yeah, eight seconds, eight seconds of, of this Starfield. shit. <laughs> and it's like the most like it's the most nothing eight seconds of of um of gameplay now for those listening at home like what the hell are you talking about bethesda one of the biggest gaming studios probably in the world I what do they make Cap? tell them what they make uh, they make the elder scrolls they make fallout um yeah. and a bunch of other shit um so they're one of the biggest ips now they are working on a new ip called starfield Set in space, apparently it's going to be kind of fairly close to our solar system and I believe kind of closest to our time in history as well, but obviously in the future. Um, Humanity is kind of making its way to the stars and uh, meeting aliens and shit across along the way. Mm. Um, now, they had a bit of a developer um, sit-down powwow um, YouTube video thing go out uh, and Todd Howard, one of the big game designer dev guys there, was um, having a bit of a chat He's that one that um, everyone makes memes about uh, for the Bethesda and Elder Scrolls stuff. Um, But anyways, they released a bunch of screenshots um, and they also released uh, eight seconds of what appears to be in-game engine. And it's basically this dark corridor with Mm. a light behind a robot and the robot says something like, hello, sir, how can I help you? Or some shit like that. I can't remember what he says exactly, but it is the most nothing reveal of all time. One thing, Cap, that caught my eye when it started, it says 25 years in the making. Oh, really? Is that like, am I going fucking crazy? Well, that must be the, that must be the, um, I mean, how long? What, when did the first Elder Scrolls go? It must be like the, oh, the, is it the studio? time is the it? studio's been okay, around. Yeah. Surely they've not been working. I mean, I tell you what, it fucking feels like 25 years. Well, it goes years. from the award-winning creators of Fallout 4 and Skyrim. 25 years in the making. That's what they had. Ah, coming up. Okay. Well, I think it's just like, because, I mean, again, we've spoken about this before, Grizz. Like, it's so difficult to release a new IP and onboard people like and, and get people excited for things. Obviously less so if you're a well-known developer because, you know, look at Elden mm-hmm. Ring. People are so fucking excited for that game. And I'm sure that Bethesda have a similar kind of place in people's hearts, even though I would say some of their more recent gaming iterations have been pretty fucking average. Um, I actually, I'm going to say it right now. I thought Fallout 4 was fucking boring. Um <laughs> Really boring. Well, it's a fine line, Cap, because you. I think that a few companies may have learned that overhype can also be your downfall. So you know, with the, the No Man's Sky and what was that other one, Cyberpunk, both yeah. got clamped. Yeah, due to I would also think that, like, I, I guess even when you think about things like stock price, Grizz, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's plenty of data to suggest that just giving people little bits of information is enough to get the stock price moving and not have hype fucked itself. Don't give them too much, yeah. Yeah. You smart. Know? Yeah, smart. Yeah. I'll tell you what, the um, I mean, have always been pretty good at that. I remember when there was the, going through the big stage of Battle Royales and they are like, well, guess what? 
we're interested in, we're introducing a battle royale into fallout 76 that's Here you right. go yeah Do you remember that yeah. that was like yeah oh. Absolutely. And then that turned out to be an absolute schmuzzle, mm. um, which apparently is not too bad these days. And I actually tried to load up Fallout 76 um, uh, probably about six months ago. And I was like, yeah, sweet. This this looks great. Yeah, awesome. I'm, I'm really excited to do this. Uh, logged into it and I've got some unsolvable audio glitch that heaps of people are experiencing still. And I was just like, okay, I guess I'm not playing this fucking game. <laughs> so fucking no. typical. Uh, but yeah, what do you think about what you've seen, Grizz? I mean, there's not much to really talk about, I suppose. But um... Um, I So I listened to the interview uh, between... Whoever you you mentioned the people were there, yeah, the um, and some of the stuff in there was quite interesting. So they talked about um, a very in-depth persuasion system, um, and it kind of they the way they were talking about it. They they were talking about that's it, kind of evolved from Elder Scrolls, Oblivion, and and Skyrim and bits yeah. and pieces. And can you like, remember the one from Oblivion, Grizz? Did you ever play Oblivion? I did, yeah. But I, I the only th- memory I have of it, and I've said this a few times on the stream before, but jumping up on roofs when you've skilled your agility too high because you can you're just thinking jump. of Morrowind. Oh, Morrowind. Morrowind. Oh, Oblivion. Uh, is that... Hang on, wait. Is Oblivion where the guy falls out of the sky? No, is that's that... much Morrowind. Maybe I've never Oblivion's played Oblivion. the one where they had, like, the... You know you know when you put bloom on, like, pictures and stuff and it kind of... Everything kind of looks, like, like dreamy and kind of bloomy? That's mm. the... That's Oblivion. That's the difference between... I would say the big difference between the two. I mean, obviously graphically different, but... Okay. Um, yeah, I remember... So Oblivion had, like, a chat wheel and you could kind of like you could see these different little um, amounts in each part of the chat wheel and each part of the chat wheel was like a different like um approach to uh, Mm. persuading someone so it might have been like um flirt or um give someone a compliment or you know be aggressive and and stuff so yeah anyways kind of got off track a little bit but so they they basically have distilled a lot of their persuasion and rpg mechanics into this new persuasion system yeah. For, for Starfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that kind of excites so, me. I mean, just from the bits we've seen, it looks I it looks very open world, big expansive space yeah. exploration stuff. So Which would kind of fit with their general MO of what they like to produce, right? Well, what excites me is to have this in-depth persuasion system means there's going to be some kind of in-depth um discussion and alien sex alien sex scenes yeah yeah (laughs) i'm gonna persuade you to have sex with me right now kind of (laughs) conversations hey as long as it's consensual that's what we we fucking promote in this fucking podcast pal all right right. but um yeah so look it'll be interesting i suppose we'll just wait and see what happens again like i think we spoke about starfield a little while back but it's one of those games that just feels like bethesda is just like i swear it's coming i swear i'm I'm, I'm telling you it's coming on a scale of one to ten, how good do you reckon this game's going to be, Cap? Dude, Based I reckon it's going to be shit. <laughs> <laughs> I actually reckon it's going to be garbo. Um, There's also now, a risk of overcooking things, man. If you leave stuff too yeah. long in the oven and like um, technology, oh, it just goes through development hell and, yeah. and well, project bundling. Yep. You know, yeah. like I mean, you, you know what it's like to work in a in a project team. Like, you know, you spend too long on some some. Sometimes you just need to get shit done. You know, um, I mean, obviously, games take a while to create. This that's a simple fact, especially mm. a game this size. But I don't know, Grizz. I just think I just I just don't know why they're making this game. In all honesty, I really mm. fucking don't get it. I don't know what they why why they've done Skyrim in space. I, I just 
I don't know. It is just doesn't really make an awful lot of sense to me. I, I just wish they could just 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 make Skyrim uh, Elder Scrolls. What is it? Six or seven? And just do it properly. Don't give me the same bullshit you did with Skyrim and give me the Ubisoft um, Skyrim. And this is another thing, Grizz, is that we spoke about it with Elden Ring. Like, mm. you know, Bethesda does has done the same thing. Over time, they've made their games overly peppered with just like direction and everything else. And I, I really hope that they take the, the you know, the, the, the training wheels off a little bit with this next game or next games and just respect the intelligence of their players and just let them learn, figure things out. Cause that's the most fun in games. A lot of the time for me is like, just, just trying things out yeah, and not being like, Hey, have you tried doing a backflip and, and do this? And you're like, Oh, well, I guess I can do that rather than figuring out yourself and going, Holy shit. How cool was that? You know, now it, it is also worthwhile saying cap that this is going to be on Xbox and PC only exclusive xbox uh well yeah that makes sense because i mean bethesda was bought by yeah Microsoft. so i believe that was part um, of that recent announcement as well so wow so get shrekt ps5 owners yeah um yeah sorry sorry you sorry you had to hear about it here first on the ogr podcast mm-hmm. um yep the groundbreaking news <laughs> well <laughs> no, i, I don't think anyone's excited for this game yet cap they just have no and maybe I, this is strategic. Give them a little bit, keep them a little bit interested because they've got fuck all to show us. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, what else does Bethesda have in the works? Like that they have Wait. spoken about. Uh, isn't there a new Elden Ring coming? Elden Ring. Isn't there a new <laughs> fucking? Well, you know the game I'm trying Elder to say. Scrolls. Elder Scrolls coming out. Yeah, that's what I was saying yeah. before. Like, but they've mm. done the same thing. The only thing they've shown off is some like artist-generated like. Um, swooping panoramic view of like a camera going through this like expansive land, and it's like Wasn't very, that very ages underwhelming. ago. I feel like that was yes, years ago. It was ages ago. <laughs> but th- do you know what the thing is, right? So I desperately hope that I'm not right, but I think I'm absolutely going to be fucking correct. Is mm. we keep having these amazing open world games come out, and by the time these games come out, because they've been in development for so long they are just not going to be up to scratch. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, I can't remember the game, but the longer that you leave your game, in, there's a big fucking risk, right? You need to get your game right and you need to develop it right. And it needs to have enough time in the oven to be perfectly baked. But if you overcook it, the technology is going to take over the yeah. game that you've just developed. Yeah. And it's going to end up looking yeah. like shit alongside everything else that's come out. It's a yeah. fucking risk, man. you got to, not, I don't know. Dude, not to mention, like, you've got games like, okay, like, just to give you some ideas, is like, you know, the Horizon series are really good open world games. You know, Breath of the Wild has been, was a, a, one of the best open world games of all fucking time. Elden Ring's come out, apparently trumped it in terms of critic reviews. You know, how do you follow up to something like that? I, I'm, I'm betting, like, these, like, Bethesda's is going, holy shit, people just keep creating these games and how do we ever create a decent elder scrolls ever again you know what i mean i just can't see it happening especially coexisting in a space because it's not like it's an mmo rpg oh maybe that's what they do right is so in what they do They've already got like, a fucking mmo rpg don't they they do another one 
and they call it Elder Scrolls 7 and they say this is this is an open world game but it's an MMORPG as well so now all of a sudden people don't start comparing it to things like Elden Ring and stuff because it's an MMORPG Whoa, it's not just an RPG that's a good idea yeah that's what they do you fucking heard it here first on the OGR podcast if that comes to fruition i want freaking um people citationing me all right yeah that's captain, probably what's going to happen captain perth 2022 yeah all right that's going to happen all right so um yeah there you go starfield um who knows when we'll find out more um oh hang on the release date's apparently november 11th 2022 what really oh really they've given a release date have they mate you fucking wrote that down in the tracker Oh, did I? Oh, yeah. I, I see. I fucking do my homework. There you go. Oh my freaking god! <laughs> okay, well, um... on, let me just confirm. I might have just been talking shit. I was very tired this morning. Release date. <laughs> I don't know about that one, Grizz. I reckon you uh, you might have just. Um... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where you got that from. <laughs> Mate, they've only shown eight seconds. Of... Yeah, dude. Not even Starfield. Gameplay. 11th of November, 2022 is what it fucking Get says. Get out man. of it. Serious. Holy yeah, serious, shit. dude. Hey, I'm dude, that, it, is, man. that blows my mind. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> when, when, when does this um, Harry Potter game supposed, supposedly come out? What's what's When's that? That's uh, like, uh, There is a release date somewhere there, isn't it? Uh, I, can't, I can't see it. Um, I would assume. Oh, yes. Uh, su- uh, summer. Summer holidays. Summer holidays, which us oh, when, is it? When it, that would have to be us whenever you hear like summer and stuff it's never us basically hit the shelves so, holiday 2022 mid mid-year i'm guessing maybe hmm. is that what summer is for the us i think because they've got like yeah it must be anyways so they've shown 15 minutes and starfield showed eight seconds pretty cool <laughs> yeah. Better pull crazy, your fucking yeah. finger out, ladies and gentlemen, at Bethesda. <laughs> Anyways, all right, moving along. We are we are seriously going over time here tonight. Sorry, biggest um, just to... news ever, Cap. Yeah. Right here, mate. Biggest this is actually ever. kind of nuts. So I'm going to let you discuss this one, Grizz, because oh, you really? love this game. All right, mate. Yeah. All right, guys. The be- one of the best games of all time, Fortnite. You might have heard of it. Epic Games <laughs> exclusive. Um, their newest season is going to have no building. Basically, they've um, unofficially called it the Boomer Patch. It is for those that can't build that want to get <laughs> the involved. Boomer Patch, dude. I'm going to be legit with you right now. The game I don't. The reason I never like really enjoyed Fortnite. I actually hated mm. Fortnite for like a lot of the times I played it because the building was just yeah in, stupid. It was dumb. Every time you played that game, it would just devolve into people building these huge towers as quickly as they could. It was just fucking mm. stupid. It's the dumbest fucking mechanic of all time. So the competitive game is 100% about building more than shooting. You get the high ground, you build up, you get the highest fucking tower and you've got the high ground and then you can just plink down at the nerds below you. So I reckon, dude, I, so I, shit, I, will, I will reinstall Fortnite 100%. <laughs> Oh, dude, I actually will as well. Not until I build my new PC, but I'm I'm going to give it a crack because I actually think now I think the game's good. But Grizz, I was reading through the press release for this. So it looks like um, it's called Rebellion or something is like the new season. And it's Mm -hmm. like they've got to rebel against the guys who took away buildings. So I assume buildings going to be coming back. Yes. I believe. Yes. So So it's just for a short time only, you can play the game and it not be shit. 
Yeah, so just to make this clear, there are still modes where it has built. I think competitive mode and a few other bits and pieces still have building um, in involved. The seasonal um, structure of this game is they release a battle pass and then there's like a bunch of skins for a certain period of time and, and you play basically the game mode that's happening at that time. So to give a bit of context to that, I can't remember the last one was around the release of a, a, of a superhero movie and they had like, you could... Like you'd find a certain weapon you could like fly around spider-man and you could like spider-man yourself around all different things they do like quirky things to the game to try to like yeah. keep keep it kind Mix of it up active. a little bit but the competitive nature like if you want to play competitive ranked stuff it's still it's still exactly the same essentially but Dude, do you know what though like uh, when it comes like this is why i think like Fortnite will never be like a well, I suppose it is a it's a fairly reasonably um accepted esport, right? Like I, I don't really know for sure, but I just don't feel like it will ever be on the same scale as like Dota or CSGO because no one wants to go and watch people fucking build towers. Like they'll just go and watch fucking um home renos with Scotty Cam down the on channel seven if they want to watch that shit. Well, you know it I mean? has its market right, Cap. Like it's made for like well, put it this way, it is on every format. You can play it on Nintendo Switch. And you can play with people on PC. So it's marketed yeah. at kids that whatever they've got, they can go play Fortnite and the dancing and like the way that the skins are all vibrant and everything else. It is made for probably a younger audience. But yeah, absolutely. But I mean, Fortnite would have to have the biggest market share battle royale wise, I would I would think, right? I would, I would especially say with so. how many platforms it's on. Um, mm. You know, I, I would think that, and this is a thing like um, Jim in chat sort of is saying um, for a short time, you can play a game just like every other battle royale, which is a very good point. It was yeah. one of the main things that made this game unique, I guess. And it was, I mean, regardless of the fact whether I liked it's that unique property of it or not, um, it was, I guess, its identity for a lot of it. But I think, um, I think Fortnite has enough just um, global draw that it can do whatever the hell it wants really mm -hmm. and it is doing whatever the hell it wants right it's like doing literally freaking concerts inside the game and having like you know dude like pop stars like ariana grande and shit doing like in-game freaking concerts it's nuts like you know they, they do whatever the hell they want people will still eat it up they yeah people will probably people love what do you, what do you it, think mate. the general sentiment is going to be for um for i dude i honestly think that it's going to bring because I know, like, this is a general sentiment with people our age and people with Fortnite that building has ruined the game for us. Because you yeah. just can't win against someone that can build. Like, yeah. you know, they're going to build a wall in front of you and edit out the middle bit and shotgun pump you and then re-edit the wall back in front of you. And if you don't know how yeah. to, like, manage your builds, you're just going to get clamped. So I, I honestly yeah. think this is going to bring um, people like myself and maybe you, Cap, and a few others that have moved away from the game because you can't build. Because, man, it is – I'll give it this. It is a real fun game with friends. Like, I actually yeah. quite enjoy playing with friends. A couple of beers, jump in, and the rounds are quick and everything else, and it's lighthearted. Like, uh, even Warzone and that kind of thing has a – I'm not going to say a serious nature to it, but I, I quite like cartoony and, you know, um, that kind of stuff. So I, I think it might bring players like me who don't want to get dumpstered building back to the game to have a little tickle. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm definitely going to pick it up again. Um, and I honestly couldn't have said that if they still had building in this game. Yeah. So mm -hmm. there you go. Now, one thing uh, we did um, chuck a tweet out uh, on the OGR um, Twitter. So you can uh, follow us over at, at OGR Show. 
Uh, we just said uh, the new season of Fortnite will feature no building. Does that make you want to reinstall it? Or we had a 57.1% yeah and a 42.9% nah. So there you go, mate. So, so, so we, go. people are going to come back to play it. Those yeah, I mean, the- I mean, that's that's fifty-seven point one percent extra people. Well, I mean, it's not really, but you know, in our very small sample size, yeah. <laughs> that's that many people who are going to come back to Fortnite that probably wouldn't have if they if this wasn't a thing. So just me, um, Captain Pav voted, go. by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, we had a few votes in there. We had about 14, yeah. which is pretty yeah. fucking good considering we only got 63 bloody followers, mate. Not bad. Um, but uh, also, we shout out to uh, Weapon XVX Casts, a good friend of ours. Uh, he said, I don't play Fortnite, I like, uh, and like, I probably never will, but dropping the only mechanic which makes the game interesting and unique seems dot, dot, dot bold. Yeah. Um, which a lot of people are probably mimicking uh, in terms of their response to this, this news. But uh, for mm-hmm. me, I'm like, Fortnite, just just delete it entirely just get just don't just pretend like it never exists imagine that yeah. imagine if they released the season <laughs> actually that'd be so funny they're like everyone logs in and like what the fuck i can't build they're like what are you talking about they're like where's the building and they're like what do you mean building <laughs> they're like the the building you know how we used to build shit in the game they're like we've never had building in this game actually that would be trippy that would be sick yeah. actually that's yeah. how they should have done it uh, but they didn't. Um, all right. So, Grizzo, we better wrap this shit up because we've gone yeah. way over time. I'm going to do the rest of the quick fire news quick fire, uh, that we've got to yeah. go through. So uh, for those of you that enjoyed Inscription from last year, that was a, uh, a deck building sort of indie card game. Really freaking good. Interesting sort of film noir, um, bizarre, weird horror indie card thingy. Mm. Um Go and check it out. They've just released a new mode mod thing for it called Casey's Mod. They've added um, an endless mode for it and a bunch of new cards and um, just ways to make the, the game a bit more difficult. So, Cap, is this a fan-made mod or is this no. a... So it's called Casey's Mod, which I believe... So the whole story of the game is like you put one of those old um vcr tapes in the tv and it's kind of like one of those choose your own adventure things but obviously your card game thing so i think the whole casey's mod thing is kind of like a modded version of the game but that's what they're calling this update if that makes sense um and it's kind of like in the storyline of all this kind of shit is like the the game's been modded by someone um and that's kind of the story, if that makes sense. I don't think it does. Anyways, Grizz is not in his head. I don't fucking believe that he believes that at all. <laughs> I got distracted there, man. I was reading chat there for a second. But yes, whatever you said is correct. Typical. Um, all right. So moving along, if you like that, go and check it out. Uh, mm. A new Zelda-like indie game called Tunic was released and receiving really good views. I'm going to be giving this a crack yep. sometime this week if I find sweet, time. Dude. Yeah, dude, I think it looks really cool. So you basically play this little fox who runs around in this kind of like um, low poly art, um, bloomy kind Mm of um, coolly illuminated world. Uh, It's obviously very heavily inspired by by The Legend of Zelda. Um, I'm going to read out a quick one here from Game Informer. Tunic brilliantly captures the feeling of that special childhood title that made you fall in love with video games. 9.8 out of 10. Yeah, there you go. The review source is real high. Mm. Yeah, it is. It is really high. If you are a content creator, uh, applications uh, on Keymail have just opened up as well. If you want to apply for a creator key, 
It's also um, on Xbox Game Pass, Grizzo. So Is it really, you Game Pass, okay. you, you get Tunic for free, baby. Uh, well, you know, you pay for the Game Pass, but... Um, mm. Yeah, so also another one from IGN. Tunic is an unapologetically challenging action-adventure game that is charming, multi-layered, and immensely rewarding to solve. Tell you what, the only thing that I don't like about this game is that it isn't on Nintendo Switch because this is the perfect Nintendo Switch game. It looks like Um, a Switch game, doesn't it? Yeah, so the fact I'm going to have to play it on my PC kind of makes Mm. me sad because some games like this I just want to lie in bed and play, but... Oh man, you can't have everything in life, right? Um, I'm also not willing to wait as long as I did to play um, uh, Death's Door um, for this game because uh, I waited for Death's Door to come out on Switch, which was kind of a similar-ish looking kind of game. That was that little crow you run around with and it's kind of got the same kind of Zelda-like um, feel. But um, yeah, anyways, go and check it out if you're interested. It's available on the Xbox Game Pass and uh yeah. Now, final little quick, uh, quick fire round news item: the Halo TV series first impressions are releasing. Um, it might actually be live by now. Perhaps by the time this Ooh. podcast goes live, you might be able to see the first episode. I believe it's streaming on Amazon Prime. Someone in chat Dude, might be able already, to me on that one. Already, Cap, far out. Yeah, and Exciting. so um, just some of the um, critique stuff that I watched. People were actually pretty impressed with it. Um, they said the story is actually not too bad. Um, they said the um, the CGI is you know passable. Um, you know, Do you see his face straight away, Cap? Apparently, you see his face a lot in this first episode. Okay. Um, so one interesting thing is that this, I believe, this TV show kind of deviates from the main storyline of the halo games a little bit so it's kind of more so using it just as fuel um yep retro swim saying halo tv thing is on paramount plus which i think is you get through amazon prime somehow or some shit it's really weird how it's structured it's like inside my amazon prime app for australia i can see paramount plus inside it which dude it's like putting freaking stan inside netflix it's like dude Mm. just fucking be the same thing you idiots what's wrong with you um anyways uh yeah so have a check out of that if you if you like the sound of that if you like the sound of seeing master chief's face apparently the the actor does a pretty decent job of portraying him because obviously normally master chief is just kind of like um the stoic kind of not saying awful lot guy like two line two line dialogue right you know, it'll be like, you know, the warthog's tires fucking go out and, and Cortana's like, oh, no, Chief, we we, we don't have any tires. And, and he'd be like, I guess we need some more. <laughs> That's it. And then you're like, on, on to a quest to go and find some fucking tires. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so anyways, go and check that out if you uh, if you have access to it and it's mm. out by the time of this recording. If not, um, you're going to have to wait. Sorry. Um but uh, yeah, Grizzo, that basically wraps up the podcast for this week. Um, everyone listening in uh, on the podcast, thank you for hanging out. Appreciate you. I believe we, we're coming close to the 300 listens mark, Ooh, yeah. which is nutty. Also, um, Cap, we received our first Patreon. We did indeed. So a huge thank you to Amasukai, a good friend of ours. Thank you for supporting this podcast. Um, if you would like to do the same and help us pay the uh, the bills that we we have for getting this podcast out into the airwaves, you can do so by going onto Patreon and searching up Oceanic Gaming Radio. Uh, you can do the same on Twitter. You can do the same mm. on Twitch. You can do the same 
um, on Google, probably. I'm sure that there's going to be some Google entries for us. Um, if you're in the Twitch chat right now and watching along as we record this live on a Monday night, uh, Australian Western Standard Time, we start recording mostly generally at about 7 p.m. West Aussie time. Um, and uh, we also have a Discord now. So uh, you can probably find that on the Twitter would be the best way to find it if you're listening back at home. Uh, we mm. have a link tree go and check out Twitter um, and then navigate to it from there. Um, but I think that about wraps everything up. Grizzly, you got any final closing comments, mate? Nothing else for me. I just want to thank you all for continually tuning in, saying g'day, hanging out, chatting in the chat. I am genuinely, this is one of my, my, my favorite content creation avenues that I've ever done and I'm really bloody enjoying it. So thank, yeah, thank it's you. It's been a banger. Legends. Closing comments from me are um, fuck you, JK Rowling, and we stand with Ukraine. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> ah! <laughs>